Good morning, Faith Promise. How are you? September 10 and 11 is going to be an incredible day as literally hundreds of people come go public with their faith through baptism. That's what baptism is all about. It's going public with your faith. It's saying, I'm with Jesus. I'm on heaven's team. Now, many of you may be like me. You were baptized really young, and but you had an experience with Christ where you surrendered your life to Christ after you were baptized. And the scripture teaches that we should have our baptism on the right side of our coming to Christ experience. Are you with me? On the right side of it. So if you've never been baptized on the right side of you coming to Christ, then I want to encourage you to take this communication card and just take this gray box right here and put a check there that says, I want to be baptized for that weekend because literally it's going to be an incredible party across all of our campuses where hundreds of people say, I'm going public with my faith. You could be part of that party. So go ahead. Let's praise God for those who are going to be baptized that weekend. Fill out this card, drop it in the offering boxes on your way out, and we will get in contact with you. That weekend also, we have a guest speaker. His name is David Nasser. You saw this on your seat when you came in. Be sure and pick up more in the lobby. I've known David for around 20 years. He was a Muslim who uh, converted to Christianity. It cost him his family. And, but five years later, his entire family came to know Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? <laughs> Let me just say this about David. He is gifted by God, I mean really gifted, 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 to teach the gospel. The gospel message that Jesus saves. And I believe with all my being that if you and I will get our friends here who are far from God, there's a high, high probability that they will come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior that weekend and go public with their faith and be baptized. So let's be inviting our friends. Let's get them here. It's going to be an incredible time with David Nasser, September 10 and 11. Well, it's week two of the game day series. Are you ready for game day? Woo! Pastor Chris will be back next week for week three of game day. He already has his message prepared. I've seen it. It's incredible. It's going to be exciting. So invite some friends to be here. But today is game day week two. Now there's a game day that I will never forget. The year was 1980. Many of you were not even born. Yes. The scene was the New Orleans Superdome, home of the world champions in 2010, New Orleans Saints. Can you say yes, baby? Woo! Man, all three of you, thank you. That really, oh, that was good. Anyway, the Saints did win a championship in, in 2010. Any Dallas Cowboy fans here? By the way, do you even remember what a Super Bowl looks like? Oh, that's right. You did host one in the 21st century. I forgot about that. Okay, I digress. Anyway, the scene was the, the New Orleans Superdome. It was the 4A state championships for Louisiana high school football. The two teams playing were the school I attended. I was a senior at Barb High School in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and we were playing East St. John, a New Orleans school, for the 4A state championship. Our line, our, our uh, offensive line averaged 180 pounds. Mm, not big, okay? Uh, we were fast, though. And uh, the East St. John offensive line averaged 225 pounds. They were some big boys, all right? They knew where the beef was. And uh, so they were some big guys. But we were fast, and we were ready to play them. And we had a slogan at our school called, We Believe, and We Really Believed. It came down to the last play of the game. We had the ball at the six-yard line. If we score, we're the 4A state champions of Louisiana high school football. If we don't score, we're second. 
It just came down to that, okay? So it's the final play. Let me set the scene for you. Our quarterback is Doug Quinnelty. He's fast. He's got a great arm. He can run. He can move in and out. He's really, really gifted, okay? Our tailback is an all-American tailback by the name of Scott Ayers, recruited by every major college in America. Unbelievable tailback. Just strong and fast. Our tight end was 6'5", Randy Edwards. He was recruited by every school in the SEC. He chose LSU. I'm sorry. And, uh, but he was so tall, 6'5", he'd go up and grab that ball. I, myself, I was a second string tight end, and I was on the left side. I hadn't caught a ball the whole season. In fact, they haven't thrown a ball to me the whole season, so there's, there's no reason for me to catch one. It's not, not that I dropped any. No ball had come my way, okay? I was just there to get in the way of people. And so it's the last play of the game. Our first option is to try to hit Randy in the corner of the end zone on the right side. He's 6'5", let him go up, get the ball, win the, win the championship for us. Our second option was to catch Scott Ayers. Uh, he'd go through, fake like he's blocking, go through the line, try to get open, get him, let him do his magic and get a touchdown. We win. There was no third option. That was it. One or two, okay? And so we uh, hiked the ball. I'm supposed to block back. I, I fall back in blocking formation in case they blitz the defensive end. He, he fakes like he's coming in, and then he drops back in the coverage. I'm free. My guard and, tie, and tackle on this side, they've got it covered. Nothing's happening. I looked over and see Doug. He's looking for Randy. Randy's double team, possibly triple team. He doesn't go there. He checks down to Scott Ayers. Scott is double team. There's no place to go with the ball. Doug's really fast. Maybe he can get in, and he's rolling right. He's rolling right while he's rolling. I'm just kind of drifting out to the left. No one's guarding me. This team's seen film on me. They never throw the ball to me. It's like we got 10 guys on the field. Don't worry about wall, okay? And so I'm thinking, maybe Doug won't see me either. That'll be good, okay? But Doug glances out of his left eye, plants his right foot, throws across his body to the left side of the end zone. I noticed the moment he let that ball go, he's thinking, I should have put more air on that, underneath that ball. He's not fast enough. And sure enough, I was not fast enough. I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to get to that ball. I'm thinking, why did you throw it to me? Lord, please let me catch this thing. And uh, so we're, we're just going and we're going and we're going. I'm running, I'm running with everything. There's no way I'm going to get to that ball and get under it. So at the last second, I dive with everything I got. Thank goodness for that spray on stick back then. And I, the ball caught my fingertips. I pulled it in my body. I, I, I rolled, I hit the ground. I rolled over. Miracle of miracles. It's still between my hands. And the referee puts his hands up. Touchdown. We are the 4A state champions. Game day, baby. Woo! Yeah. Man. It's my only moment in life. I tell you what. Then the team came and they piled on me. I'm like, I'll never get out of this. Thank goodness it wasn't the East St. John team. They were bigger. But they piled on me. Then they picked me up and they began to carry me around the Superdome. I mean, this is like, whoa, this is incredible. The greatest day of my life. And then I woke up in English class with drool on my arm. It's the greatest dream I've ever had. Oh, my goodness. How many of you ever dreamed a dream like that? Come on. Come on. Mm. And the truth is, I wasn't in that game. I was just a fan. We did play for the state championship. We did have a final play to win, and we came up this short. I wasn't even a good fan. I wasn't even in the Superdome. I was at home with my dad listening on the radio. I wasn't in the game. And it's game day. A lot of people are like me. You're just fans. 
And we're going to challenge you today and throughout this series to, to get out of the stands and get out of the kitchen on your radio and off your internet and get in the game. Get in the game. I believe with all my heart, at the core of my being, that every person that's listening to this message today, that you have a desire deep in your soul to move from where you are, let's call that here, to where God wants you to be, let's call that there. You have a desire in your soul to move from here to there, from here to there. So if we're gonna move from here to there, first of all, we have to define where is here. For some of you in the room that are listening to this at every campus, the here is that you're not on the team yet. You're like me, you're just a fan. Oh, you may be checking out Heaven's team. You may be uh, exploring it and see what the options are. What are the benefits of being on the team? But here's something you must know. You can't walk on this team. You can't earn your way onto Heaven's team. You have to be invited to Heaven's team. The good news is that God is inviting people today to join his team. Look at what the word of God says in John chapter 6. Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent him draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. The father draws us to Jesus. Are you with me? And this invitation is extended to us because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says this in John uh, chapter 14. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through who? But through Jesus. Now, if you're here seeing that verse for the very first time, you may say that's kind of a narrow view. That's kind of restrictive. How could Jesus say he's the only way to God? Aren't there many ways to God? Well, let me help you understand this. Of all the people who have ever lived, Jesus is the only one who is absolute sinless. He was tempted in every way that you and I are tempted. And yet he was perfect in every way. He was sinless. And because of that, he could go to the cross and he willingly went to the cross where they crucified him. And while he was on that cross, God laid on Jesus the sins of us all, all of our sins. And Jesus Christ in his body, the scripture says, he bore, he took the full wrath of God to pay the price for our sins so that you and I could be children of God. God loves us. Jesus loves us. And he's inviting us to be a member of his team. That's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now it's an invitation. God's given you an invitation today to come and join his team, to be on heaven's team. But you have to respond. Paul tells us how to respond in Romans chapter 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. Look, confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord. Say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. If you will do that, believe that God raised him from the dead, your sins will be forgiven, you'll be made pure, God will see you as righteous. You will become a member of his family, a member of heaven's team. Now, this is the most important decision in life. Because So we're going to pause right now in this message, and we're going to give you a chance to move from here to there, to go from not being on a team, just being a fan, to being on God's team, to be a member of heaven's team. 
If you'd like to do that, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me. In fact, I'm going to ask everyone that's listening to pray this prayer out loud so that we can uh, pray it together. But if you are asking Christ to be your Savior, pray this from your heart to the Father. Not to me. I can't help you, but he can. Are you ready? Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for loving me. I admit I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Jesus, come and be my Savior. Take away my sins and be the Lord of my life. In your name, amen. Hey, let's praise God for those who prayed that. Come on, come on. The scripture says when you pray that prayer and you mean it from your heart, that you cross from death to life and you become a member of God's team, a member of heaven's team. And listen, when you become a member of heaven's team, you're signed to an eternal contract. I hear there's a saying around here about people who have played for the Vols or coached with the Vols that you're a Vol for life, VFL. Well, there's something greater than that. Let me tell you that. When you come a part of heaven's team, you're GFE. You're gods for eternity, all right? Gods for eternity. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to take this card, put your name on it, check that box there. I prayed to receive Jesus Christ in the gray. Drop it in the offering boxes on the way out. We want to follow up with you and help you understand this new life that you have in Christ. Now, some of you, you're here, is that you're on heaven's team, but you're on the inactive list. Yeah, come on. No elbows now, okay? You're on the inactive list. And here's the, here's the wild thing about that. You chose to put yourself on the inactive list. God did not put you on the inactive list. You put yourself. You had all the benefits of team membership are available to you, but you are not taking advantage of them. You don't show up for practice. You, you're not in training. You, you, play, you show up to game day every now and then, but you're not playing in the game. You know the playbook a little bit. You even know some of the key in-game phrases like, Omaha, Omaha, I mean, hallelujah, amen. I get sidetracked every now and then by that great number 18. And, uh, but you know the key phrases. But listen, here's the good news. You are one step away from being back on heaven's active list. One step of faith away. Some of you, the here is that you are a team rookie. That's right. You're a brand new believer, a brand new follower of Christ, and you're just so excited to be on the team. You love the camaraderie of the team. Uh, you just need a little more coaching. You need to get the basics down. You need some more reps in life, in, in the Christian life. And, but you, your, your energy is off the charts. You're so excited to be on the team. The writer of Hebrews has a word for you from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. It says, therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about Christ, let us press on to maturity. To what? Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Team rookies, press on. Take a step towards maturity. Now, some of you, you're here is that you're a veteran on heaven's team. You've been on heaven's team for many years. You're a veteran. You're growing. You're still going to training camps. You're still gathering with other team members and uh, training together, growing together, holding each other accountable, pushing each other to grow and, and, and just really striving to become more like Jesus Christ and move to God's there for you. You are a team veteran. That's awesome. And we're so excited for you. I want to encourage you to keep growing, keep taking steps towards God's there for you. Now, can we get really honest this morning? Which one of these scenarios described you are there? 
What if we asked God to tell us our here? Would you ask him right now, God, where's my here? Well, now that we've defined our here, we've got to know what, where the there is. Because if we're going to go from here to there, we know where we are now. How do we get to there? Because we've got to know what the there is. The there is where God wants to take you. There is where God wants to do in your life. I love this verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. Apostle Paul is praying a prayer over uh, team members of heaven's team. This is a beautiful prayer in Ephesians 3. And he gets to verse 19. And this is his desire for every member of heaven's team. And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Let's say that together. Be filled up to all the fullness of God. There equals to be filled up to all the fullness of God. That's, and God is never ending. So as long as we're in this life, we, are ne we never arrive as followers of Christ. We will never get to, to the there that God wants us to be. We, we get closer and closer and become more and more like God, but we will not be fully like God until we meet him in heaven and have our glorious resurrected bodies, okay? But the there is that you may be filled up to the fullness of God. I love what the word of God says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. Paul says, when Christ, who is our life? Let's say those four words together. Who is our life? Boy, if we could say that every day, how powerful would that be? Is revealed. Then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Listen, when we are revealed with him in glory, there equals hearing the Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. I believe you have a desire to move from here to there. So how do we do that? How do we begin to do that? Number one, acknowledge that God is the one who enables you to move from here to there. We don't move from here to there in our own strength. It's God who enables us to do that. Paul says this in Philippians chapter one and verse six, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Listen, believer, listen, members of heaven's team. This is a promise that you and I need to hang on to, that Jesus Christ, who began a good work in us, he will perfect it. And when we meet him that day in the, in the air, we become like him. He will perfect it in us. He's at work in our lives constantly. God is to make us more like Jesus Christ. God is the one who enables us to move from here to there. Number two, take a step today towards God's there for you. Take a step today towards God's there for you. Listen, if you don't take a step, You'll never get to the there that God has for you. It starts with the first step. Get moving and God will meet you where your feet are moving. He will meet you where your feet are moving. Number three, if you want to move from here to there, lock arms with your FP team members. Lock arms with your FP team members. Now in Colossians chapter three, it's a beautiful passage. And I want us to read this out loud together. And as we read it out loud together, I want you to notice the togetherness, the, the picture of life and community that we're supposed to live. Are you ready? 
So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Wow. Did you notice the togetherness of that passage? Life is meant to be lived, the Christian life is meant to be lived in groups. In groups, the pattern in the New Testament was of Christians living life with other Christians in community, in groups. The plan at Faith Promise Church is very simple. The plan to help people know God more and to move to God's there for them is life in community, life in small groups. You get in a small group. You commit to the group. You commit to help each other grow in the group. You commit to, to encourage one another, to grow in Christ, to, to keep taking steps from your here to God's there for your life. Oh, listen. It takes intentionality. It takes intentionality. And so many times, let's be honest, we're intentional about so many things in our life. Isn't that true? But when it comes to this important thing, the most important thing of moving from our here to God's there for us. So many times what we do is for some reason, we just throw intentionality out the window and we just hope it happens. I love what pastor Chris Hodges, who's pastor of the church of the Highlands says, let's let this sink in. I will not let anything that will ultimately mean nothing. Keep me from experiencing what means everything. Let's say this together. I will not let anything that will ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing what means everything. Faith promise from Pastor Chris and the entire FP team. We exhort you, we encourage you, we plead with you to become intentional about moving from here to God's there for you. Get in a group. Commit to a group. Commit to grow in a group. Commit to, to hold each other accountable and to move forward. But listen, if you're going to get in a group, if you're ready to move from, from your here to God's there, it will take humility on all of our parts. You see, I've discovered in my own life, and I believe it's true from Scripture, and I believe it's true in every group experience. You will never be a, a good group member, and you will never help the group get to God's there for them, and you will never get to God's there for you unless you humble yourself and submit yourself to the members of that group. Humble yourself. Lock arms with them. For you see, it's in small groups that our faith comes alive. You lock arms with them. The best teams are family. The best small groups are family. 
That means you may have some spats at times, you may have some disagreements, but you have chosen to lock arms, and no matter what, we're gonna keep taking steps toward God's there for us. Today, the FB team is inviting you to take a step of faith towards God's there for you. This weekend is Connection Weekend and Faith Promise. That means that in every lobby, many of our existing group leaders will be there. And many, many leaders of new groups will be there. And they would love to meet you. They would love to introduce you to their group and help you find out a group, help you find a group that's best for you. They would love to do that. They're waiting for you right now. They're waiting. We want to encourage you in just a moment to take steps from your here to God's there. To God's there. Can we stand together at every campus? In a moment, I'm going to pray. When I get through praying, the worship team's going to come and they're going to lead us in worship. If you're already in a small group, I'm going to ask you to stay in this room for one song and worship God. If you're not in a small group, I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith and step out to the aisle. Don't worry, the person next to you will let you out. They'll probably even high five you, okay? Step out and take a step towards God's there for you. There are many reasons to join small groups, but the number one reason is the most effective tool from scripture and experience of getting us from our here to God's there. We have groups for students and there'll be representatives for our student ministry out there. They would love to tell you about student ministry groups. If you're in middle school or high school, if you're an adult, members of our FPT, FE uh, group teams will meet you out there and they would love to show you uh, all the many opportunities for you to join a group. Faith Promise, listen, it's game day. It's game day. This is one of the most important steps of your life. Today, take a step. God will meet you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you that you've made a promise to us that the work you've started in us, you will complete. So I, I pray for faith in the room right now. I believe there's great faith in this room. Father, help people to take a step today from there here to you're there for them. And God, as they step, may they feel your presence. May they, they feel your favor as they walk to the lobby and find a group. We love you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's game day, Faith Promise. Steps of faith right now. Let's go. It's game day.